Ooh, what's up, cum guzzlers? It's your boy Adam Pecora here. I don't know why I went into a southern thing in the middle of it. I guess I didn't really know where I was going with that. It's your boy Adam Pecora here, and welcome to the sex special 69th episode of Requiem for a Tuesday. I'm actually getting my dick sucked right now. Uh, how's it going? Not as good as me, probably. <laughs> no, I'm all alone here. <laughs> Very much isolated. Uh, coming a little late. That's okay. I took what you kids might call a mental health day. You know, if you're a pussy or whatever. <laughs> uh, anywho, plugs, plugs, plugs. Please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast you know you're on apple you're on spotify whatever you're on if you're on both do it on both just you know click a little button what's it gonna do it's not gonna hurt you uh we got merch rfat.bigcartel.com lots of things there for all all ages to enjoy uh no 69 anniversary dildo or anything Although, you know, let me know if you're interested. Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out. Uh, music. Multiplex. New album. On the way. It's done. It's done. We got some graphics to make and some things. Uh, and then the announcement will come and then it'll come. <laughs> but it's coming. Hopefully October is what we're looking at. So continue to hear me tease and tease and tease away. And solo music, Wolfax, you know, all that stuff is out there. It's good. It's instrumental for the most part. You know the drill. You know the gist. Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp. Whatever your heart desires, baby. I got you covered. And that's it, really, that I can think of right now. Everything will be linked in the description below. YouTube. There we go. That's another one. Subscribe to that. Only have one real video up, but that's fine. You know, maybe you're you're a web browsing type and you just want to have it on in a tab. Then it's perfect. Other than that, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, you know, the first time I ever had sex with a coworker was we 69 in the car. And I, I remember distinctly my buddy being like, damn, y'all just went straight for it. And I was like, yeah, why? What's weird about that? And then I was like, is that weird? I don't know. I guess I've only done it a handful of times, so it's hard for me to really say. What would be too soon or not soon? I feel like, what's the difference? If you do one, then the other, you can do them both at the same time. It was also in a vehicle. Not a lot of space, you know? Kind of kind of just made logistical sense. And, uh, yeah, you know, fuck your coworkers. It, it works. Totally works out. Nobody is ever you know, uncomfortable afterwards or nothing bad ever happens. You know what I mean? It's just good time. Just have a good time all the time. That's what I always say. 
Um, I am fucking hot. It's hot. It's 95 fucking degrees. I've been screaming all day already at the road and various things. And just the hot, just the hot. Got, I got the hot head. Got the road rage because of the hot head. And I can't be contained. <laughs> Honestly, glad that it took me this little bit of extra time to get to recording because boy, oh boy, do I have the energy that I need to just be fired up. Because we got a loose one today, folks, by the way, if you hadn't noticed. By the account of me having not really given any type of direction. God damn it, I'm dropping shit. Or momentum. Uh, Yeah, so that's, that's just how the deal is going to be. I'm just going to be bouncing around, hot and bothered, but not in like, I'm not hot and bothered. As one thing, I'm hot and bothered separately. If you know what I mean, so it's two negatives. Wow, is hot and bothered intentionally a double negative? See, you see what happens. We're asking the tough questions out here, people. Because I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just spilled on myself now too. This is fucking. See, it's just things like this, like. Everything has to be, like, just so fucking difficult. I can't just take a sip of my drink and put it down. No, like, of course, something has to fucking happen to frustrate me, you know? And I wish that little things like this just didn't get on my nerves, but they do. It's just all these little nitpicky, tiny little things. You know what I mean? Like, you're walking with a cardboard box, and you know it's a little too big for the door, so you turn it a little, and it makes it most of the way through, and then right as you're about to cross, like, the one little piece of it snags, and it's like, really, this cardboard is more durable than my human force walking through this sturdy doorway made of wood? Like, you know what I mean? This cardboard literally stops me in my tracks? How? You know? Shit like that. Just drives me off the fucking wall. Up the wall. You're not allowed to say off the wall. Van zones that. I don't know. There's probably more examples. <laughs> you know, there's a million fucking examples. Uh, the cardboard thing didn't even happen to me today. It's just all the time. I really just hate cardboard with a passion. It does not. It does not function the way you want it to. It holds its form just fine. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh Till you fucking crush it, stupid fucking. <laughs> I just envisioned a box. I just, I attacked. I saw red. It's like it's like Bobby Boucher picturing Gatorade. <laughs> you put me in a room with a cardboard box, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna have some paper cuts, and that box, it's gonna be paper. I'm going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, Bobby Boucher, I think I talked about the water boy on here before, but as much as that character just kind of is a voice, and, you know, one of the better ones, realistically. There could have been, if any Adam Sandler movie could have had a sequel... That's probably the one where it would work. Uh, Because the movie, it's like, I love that movie. It's not really that great. 
So it's like you're not going to ruin anything no matter what. It's just fun. So as long as it's just fun again, we're good. But, you know, like people love Billy Madison. I don't really love Billy Madison. But I think if there was a sequel to Billy Madison, you know, there would be a lot of detractors. And that wouldn't go well because how could it, you know, (laughs) it shouldn't work the first time. Happy Gilmore, you'll just ruin it. Movie was too good. You know what I mean? Like, you're just not going to catch the same thing, and it's just not going to be as funny, and whatever you come up with just won't work, so you just can't. As much as I would love to see Happy V Shooter 2, probably just not. Probably just not the right move. And then other than that, I mean, like, does anybody even care about any of the other movies? You know? I mean, they do, and yes, there's a bunch of other good ones. I'm just thinking real quick. This is the best one for the sequel. That's my point. I don't know how I even got there. (laughs) But there you go, Adam. It's a little too late now, probably. Uh, Anyway, in a more relevant topic, (laughs) that actually makes sense. Uh, Kanye had another Donda listening party. It was fucking great. He made the album even better, which I don't know why that's surprising. Didn't drop it again, so who knows what's going to happen next time. You know what I mean? Like, is it actually going to come out? There's rumors that he just wants to wait till Drake drops, in which case Drake could just not drop. Who knows what the plan is with that? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon, though. (laughs) And that's a bummer, Uh, but hey, at least we know it's going to be fucking amazing again. So we're back to that. Uh, But the real reason why I wanted to bring it up is because everybody's boy, and I mean literally everybody, especially not me, however, so I don't mean literally everybody. (laughs) Fuck. I fucking foiled my own plot. Jack Dorsey, the Twitter man. Right? The guy who was... You know what I mean? Zuckerberg gets all this shit just because, like, people want to not like him. And he's not likable, so don't get me wrong on that. But nobody's like, Jack Dorsey's responsible for the fall of society. They just put it all on the Zuck. And fuck the Zuck. Uh, I'm not allowed to promo on Instagram unless I upload my ID, which to me seems outrageous. Another another argument for another time. But Twitter's garbage, bro. And I'm off Facebook. I haven't had a Twitter in a decade, probably. That's actually probably a real number, now that I think about it. Where has the time gone, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, this guy, what, because he's like, Because it's Twitter and Twitter's cool or like, I don't know. Because he's not from, he's not like the Harvard guy. I don't know anything about this guy. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Aaron Sorkin needs to make a movie about this guy and then we can just start talking shit about him. But for whatever reason, nobody talks about this guy other than like, oh, he's like the Twitter guy. He's an investor guy. Whatever. Who cares? You struck gold. You struck oil. That's it. Notice how everything, by the way, notice how everything that Twitter does to try to copy other companies which they are all doing to each other at all times and i understand that but notice how it never works when it's on twitter 
Like, literally the only thing that they ever got right was their original thing. So, like, and still that's it, though. The only thing people like about it is its original purpose. It has not evolved one aota. You know what I mean? It's kind of pathetic. So, anyway, this fucking clown. I'm going to read this tweet, okay? This is a quote and dot, dot, dot. This is unlikely and maybe against the creative process, dot, dot, dot. But it would be incredible if Kanye West put out Donda as it is now and continued to update it as update it until he feels it's quote unquote finished, dot, dot, dot. So we can all witness the work evolve in real time. End quote. That's the tweet. Now, here's what makes me mad. What makes me mad is why am I seeing this? First of all, I didn't fucking ask for this. I didn't sign up for Twitter, okay? But all I see is tweets everywhere, all the time. My Instagram is filled with tweets. It doesn't make any sense, okay? Can somebody please put that two and two together? You don't need to post your tweets on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Like, that's what they are, okay? First things first. Second, You're not a journalist if all you're doing is publishing people's tweets because they're the ones who published them and they're already on Twitter. And if I wanted to see them, I would go look. Okay? (laughs) So it's just like all of this is so fucking stupid. And now I'm reading the founder of Twitter's tweets about Kanye West. Well, guess what, Jack? Great original idea. What a what a deep and woke plan that is. I bet you really blew people's minds fucking open. Where were you? It's called the life of Pablo, you fucking moron. He literally did that already. Like, that's what drives me so fucking insane. And this article was like, Jack Dor- Twitter's Jack Dorsey has an idea for Kanye West. And it's like, no. He literally did it already. And it didn't go well. Don't get me wrong. God, I'm so mad. But (laughs) yeah, the Life of Pablo thing didn't go well. It was very hard to keep track of what the updates were. It was clunky. like, But there wasn't any communication and the apps weren't ready for it at the time. And yeah, and the original listening event technically didn't even go over well with people, especially because the album was so wild and all of those factors. Um... But this, this the ga- the fucking balls on this guy to act like he came up with anything. Like the you didn't. That's not an original thought or idea. Because one, it's technically like what he's doing. He's just not release. He hasn't released it this time, Jack. But like that was the whole thing. It was the entire plan, and it was laid out very publicly. And it was criticized. And you know what? All these people love digging through tweets. How about somebody goes through Jack Dorsey's tweets? I bet you he fucking tweeted about Pablo. And then we can just call him a monster or whatever. For trying to repeat himself. I don't know. Is that a, is that a Nazi thing? Do Nazis repeat themselves not yet? <laughs> I can't keep track of what Nazis do anymore. They do so much now. They do as little as disagree with people. (laughs) So, 
I very well may be a Nazi and not even know it. Watch out. Christ. It's just outrageous, you know? Because it's like, I'm on Google News. I want some news. I understand that most of it isn't. Which is a virtue very few people have, apparently. And I don't know. (laughs) I'm just angry. You know, you keep seeing all these fucking articles. What do we got going right now here? You know what? I'm going to open the app right now. We're going to do a little... Let's do some live anger. How's that sound? (laughs) Give the people what they want. All right. Cuomo resigned. Fine. Good. He probably won't get in any further trouble. That's definitely how dudes get away with stuff. You resign when they want you to. Otherwise, you're going to go to prison. He'll probably be all right. Also, on a side note with the sexual harassment thing, I would like to... I mean, again, here's the thing. (laughs) Again, if Deshaun Watson did do the things he's accused of, he absolutely should be punished and never play in the NFL, let alone shop at a grocery store or whatever. You know what I mean? Not trying to advocate for that. But just notice how, like, it was the biggest story you'd ever heard, and then it just went away. And it just disappeared. Didn't that seem fishy? Like, right from the beginning, I was like, this seems, something about this is just weird. And it's still, it's weird regardless, again, trying to clarify all that um but like there's already news where it's like Deshaun Watson just might not play and they're like not even mentioning it anymore and it's like well okay so you guys are basically all admitting you jumped the gun I'm just reporting a thing it just bothers me because like it bothers me only if it ends up being totally fabricated and just a thing because that's going to be his reputation like for a long time, if not forever. And in a lot of people's minds, especially people who don't like football. Uh, same thing. It's like Michael Vick. Although Michael Vick actually did it and blah, blah, blah. We don't have to go down that road. But it's just curious to me. It's just curious to me. Uh, Senate passes $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Listen, they've passed and not passed this thing a hundred fucking times, according to this news feed. So I don't know if that even means anything. So fuck that. I don't care. Either pass it or don't. You know what I mean? Just get started. You guys are taking forever. Uh, number three. See, it is slightly tailored to me. I will admit. Former Bears QB Mitch Trubisky takes shot at organization. Clickbait title. Kind of. I saw it. I saw what he said. He was basically like, it's nice to be a place where you're wanted. And it's like, yeah, nobody fucking wanted you because you're terrible. You know? So it's like, ooh, some shot. Yeah, everybody knew they didn't want you. You could see it. You got benched in 10 seconds last season. Like, you know? And Nagy literally never wanted him for any reason to begin with so anyway you're gonna sit on the fucking bench so shut the fuck up mitch (laughs) i've been saying the mitch pick could end up being great if justin fields ends up being great now yes we still no matter what could have had patrick mahomes so that's gonna be like a big what if but either way The pick in everybody's mind was Watson, 
which, like I just referenced, could end up being a great thing. We didn't take him. And you know what I mean? It just we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Because speaking of which, I'm going to skip a couple just because Justin Fields' natural arm talent is captivating those at Bears training camp. So, <laughs> you know, I'm excited, baby. <laughs> Sometimes I just think about it. It's kind of like the same way. Now, this isn't like a woke statement, but like I remember in like 2017, I would just be like, oh, my God, is the reality star guy really the president? Like, is that real? Like, I would have to sit and think about it. Like, is this really what's going on? You know, out of like an embarrassing thing, not a like. I'm going to stab myself for indigenous people or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, But. (laughs) The positive version of that that I have now is I'm like, holy shit, dude, Justin Fields is really our quarterback? I just can't fucking believe it. Best player we've ever had. I watch his Ohio State tape all the time. It's as excited as I've ever been for anything that's ever happened in Chicago sports. You know what I mean? I haven't been this excited since the Cubs won the World Series. And the White Sox are probably going to win the World Series this year. I'm not that excited about that. I'm I'm expecting it because they're actually competent. Anyway, it's it's a whole complicated thing. But I it's like pinch me, and then if you know I I just don't see any way that he's gonna be bad. I'm really just all in, and it's I'm gonna fucking jump off a cliff. <laughs> Is really what's gonna end up fucking happening. Anyway. Chicago cops turn backs on Mayor Lori Lightfoot after fatal police shooting. Now, if you want to talk about an interesting dynamic, uh, talk about the position that Chicago is in right now because, well, we notoriously have a very negative and forceful police force, much less so to this, like now, you know, and obviously... With this skin, I certainly am not aware of it. But <laughs> it's it's funny because like I remember I remember very vividly this one time, me and my two roommates at the time, and one I think there was one or two other people with us. Anyway, we were just crossing some street. I was hammered because I was always hammered at the time, which isn't good. <laughs> No doubt. But there was just some cop making a left. And I was like, fuck you, you know, just because. Because I wanted, because fuck them, you know. I only like cops when I need them, which is never, ideally. So never, ideally. But you know what I mean? I'll call them if something happens. But other than that, it's fuck you because y'all are aggressive and terrible. I, I don't need to fucking explain it to you people. Anyway. And I remember this dude, like, the dude driving fucking stopped halfway in the intersection and was like, what? And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to get out and beat the shit out of me? I would love that. You know what I mean? Like, I would love that. Because you can't, you're the only one who can't just do that. You know what I mean? Like, anybody, I could yell at anybody and then the risk of them beating the shit out of me is actually high. But, like... In the position that I'm in, you can't hit me. And it's great. It's the only time I could ever be a prick to anybody. Because I couldn't fight anybody. Anyway. He stops in the middle of the fucking intersection. My roommate freaks out. She's like, nothing, sir. 
Like, have a great day. You know, whatever. And then you see this a couple years later, like, oh, police are the worst, blah, 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 blah. It's like, come on. I was there. You know what I mean? I know what you actually are like (laughs) in a real situation. So it's just like you want to pretend all these things. Anyway, that probably isn't that interesting of a story. But anyway, so (laughs) so the cops are terrible. I just hate the hypocrisy. You know, all this fucking fake shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're not into that. You're into that because the internet told you to be into that, and it's bullshit. You know how many people were, like, (laughs) who were just adamant about, like, the silence is violence bullshit and all of these other things, you know, all the other generic ones you can think of, and it's just like, when's the last time you posted about Breonna Taylor? Remember when you said, like, I can't believe anybody could ever stop talking about this? And it's like, oh, you sure gave up pretty fucking quick. Just drives me so fucking insane. Because you're going to act like you're so good and better than everybody. But all you did was post, like, all you never did anything anyway. A million people have made this point a million times. uh, But I'm just as angry as ever. Because then, oh, it's whatever the the new thing is, sure. But it's like you care. Apparently, you made it seem like this will be the thing that I dedicate my life to. And it's funny how many people were like real dicks about it. (laughs) and those are the people who never had any thought about it beforehand or since and it makes me it makes me mad it makes me mad because i know that i am a lower class citizen and not because of any of the things that i just said i'm just saying like i grew up relatively poor you know what i mean there's poor like i've seen poor and thank god that i had nothing to do with any of that garbage but you know what i mean like i don't know just the perspective people have is way off and you think you can just hop on these causes and fucking boss people around and it's like this is exactly the same issue you're just doing it over here you can't hijack shit you know i don't know I don't know. I'd have to write down my a manifesto. I was gonna say, not a manifesto. Uh, I think that that word only means bad things. I don't know. Can if there if there can be a good manifesto, then I'd have to write a manifesto. But other than otherwise, uh, I'd have to write some notes. But anyway, I told you I was angry. I'm getting it all out. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's a cop on the south side. I believe it was Inglewood. Let me double check that it was Inglewood. I don't want to get this story wrong. What is happening with this app? Don't you hate it when like you tap a thing with your palm and it literally does something that you've never seen happen in the app before. And then you just have to like quit it because you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, anyway. So let's see. Ba, 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 ba. The God, this is such a terrible story. Doo, doo, doo. They pulled over a car with expired plates. Both convicted felons. Basically, if you don't know what happened, um, CPD, like I just said, pulled somebody over. Two of the, Both officers were shot at the traffic stop. 
one was a young woman. She died. The other, her partner, is fighting for his life. I believe this article doesn't really say much about the actual story. Um. Anyway, I think it was in Inglewood. I I don't really imagine where else it would be. Frankly, it's like the worst neighborhood in the city. So yeah, we'll we'll just say that. But anyway, so somewhere on the south side, you know, you pull over a car with expired plates. You're supposed to do that. And from what I gather, there hasn't been a ton of detail on this part of it. Uh, they just opened gunfire. I think they were caught like immediately. Like, I don't know what you ever think how that's going to work. But I, I mean, I guess these aren't very smart, educated people. Uh, they're also probably not the most stable. <laughs> so I guess trying to have any rationale there doesn't make sense. But anyway, what that article was talking about, the mayor went down to the hospital to visit the officer. She tried to talk with all the, you know, all, cops have their frat. And they all turned their backs on her, which is pretty crazy. Um, but also, at the same time, the Chicago police, whatever that is called, union, right? Uh, is basically more powerful than the mayor's office. Like, they're all... And she didn't even actually do any of the defund stuff. She, like, definitely didn't have their backs during that whole thing. And good. That's the thing. But tricky spot for the mayor now. Things have cooled down. And also, there's not really any way you could be against these specific cops in this specific instance. And I think it's a good example of how, like, things aren't just black and white and plain not that i was ever really trying to be on the cop side ever during any of that whole thing um yeah i don't know i was more of a defund than abolish i would say because also they get billions of fucking dollars and no matter what no matter how much money you give or take away from them it doesn't make inglewood safe and that's really what the problem is. And that's the real issue. Is just how fucked up that entire, the enti- like an entire mass of the South Side is. But we're not going to do anything about that. In fact, they're opening a police training facility. Ah, I don't think that's in Inglewood, actually. But either way, the point is, is just like, now the mayor's in hot shit for this. Nobody likes the fucking mayor here. Let me tell you, because she's a fucking moron. <laughs> she doesn't have any idea what's going on ever. And she just makes stupid fucking decisions. Um, And now she pissed off the police. There's no way she's coming back. There's just no way. She also very famously and loudly said, no white interviews. No interviews from the whites. I don't think... I don't think men either. I don't know. Regardless, you're the mayor of a city. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. It's ju- To me, well, not just as dumb, but the same way that guy in Florida is like masks are banned. If you wear a mask, like I'm going to find you because I'm so adamant that this is my identity. 
it's just this weird thing where politicians are now trying to please people the way celebrities would on Twitter. And it's just like that. That's not what we need. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to go to these big fucking extremes. That's the whole point. Like that's what government is. It's supposed to be this like slow churning process thing, which sucks for a lot, but helps for a lot. And in situations like this, you know what I mean? Like you just look so fucking stupid. (laughs) And the problem is that people don't realize that it's stupid because they just want to be right. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the side... Like, you know what I mean? If you decided my identity is I love people of color, which, by the way, terrible term. Literally a racist way to talk. But no, we just decided it's nice to say coloreds again. Cool. Anyway, you're going to be like, yes, girl boss. Thank you. And it's just like, no, that takes us backwards. It doesn't do the same things. And then if you're an anti-mask person, you're out here fucking screaming at people that are wearing them in Florida, calling the cops. And it's just like, how is this? Stop just trying to win, please. You're not supposed to be just trying to win. Anyway, I don't even know what my point overall was. Just reading through here. But she's done. Lori Lightfoot. Everybody's like, oh, she's gay. Vote for her. But then the extra woke gay people were like, yeah, but she's a cop. Don't vote for her. But now the cops hate her. So it's just like, I don't fucking know. Just watch her. She's an idiot. (laughs) That's all I need. Anyway. Moving on to better news. This is fun, isn't it? Aren't we having a fun, special, 69, sexy day? I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) I don't know. I'll I'll listen back. We'll see how it goes. But, I mean, mean, it's going up no matter what. (sighs) Drinking Yerb? Don't even need it. Just getting extra hype. Let's see. Other than Justin Fields. Oh, here we go. So this is actually a topic I kind of wanted to talk about. And we can kind of get into some of that stuff. The couple things I wanted to say, we'll start now, (laughs) is a better way to word that. But don't worry, I'm not editing it. Keep it au natural for y'all. Christ. HBO's The White Lotus Renewed for season two with new cast location. Okay. Problem number one with that. The White Lotus is the location. If there's a new location, it is no longer the White Lotus. First things first, we still don't know what happens in the last episode. As of this recording. So, it is... Oh, sorry, I'm leaning away. Anyway, it is hard to say... Like, maybe the thing blows up. Like, who the fuck knows what happens in season, episode six? But I'm just saying, like, if it's going to be a new resort, but it's still called the White Lotus because they came up with the name first or whatever, I don't like that. So it better, it better have a new fucking title, too. 
Just saying. Or it better not be called like the White Lotus colon and then like another resort name. Anyway, it's just my point. But let's talk about the White Lotus, shall we? I keep hearing pe- I kept hearing people talk about it. I keep seeing it on the HBO Max homepage. My God, it's got to be pretty good at least, right? There's no way. And I will say, I I mean I can't articulate overall if it's good or not because I don't know what the payoff is going to be. And they have really through five episodes given you no indication of where it's going. So the sixth episode must be pretty wild or the show sucks. Like that's pretty much what it is. So for those that don't know, the white Lotus is the name of a resort, like a luxury, luxury, luxury resort in Hawaii. I assume it's fictional and you just kind of dive right into the middle of it. So there's a little intro scene. This is technically sport. This is all technically going to be spoilers. But again, there hasn't been a reveal yet. Uh, so I wouldn't know what I'm spoiling. So anyway, there's a little intro scene. Shows a guy. He's talking to some people at the airport. They're like, why are you alone? Weren't you with your wife? What happened? He's like, fuck off, basically. And they show a corpse being loaded onto the plane. And so you're like, oh, that must be his wife. Right? Like, that's the indication. So I guess my thought the whole time is his wife definitely doesn't die. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of figured that out right away. Because if that was just his wife, then why are we watching the show? Like, oh, just to see how she dies? Like, she's not going to be the one who dies. And... As of the fifth episode, that seems like I'm going to be correct. But we'll see. Honestly, if that's just what... I'm worried that it's going to be really disappointing. But I'm expecting something good. So anyway. You just kind of follow a couple other characters. Um... There's this one lady who works at the hotel, but she's just like a misdirect character because it's actually about the guy who's basically the concierge and so that's weird because you think you have to follow this lady and then she just kind of goes away but they spend a lot of time with her so I don't know that it's just odd and then there's Steve Zahn and his family who are rich uh (laughs) his wife's like a girl boss CFO lady and he's got two daughters. No, he has a daughter and a son. And then like the daughter has a friend with or whatever. But we're talking like money, money. Again, I just want to clarify. Like these people are like in the hundred mills. They're staying at like, like these rooms are like mansions <laughs> within themselves. Um. So these aren't like. It's not like a family vacation type thing. You know what I mean? It's like an elitist thing. Uh, What else? That guy and his wife are on their honeymoon. Like it retroactively goes. And then Stifler's mom. What's her name? Jennifer Coolidge. She's there with like her mother's ashes. 
And then there's like some few other hotel staff people that are involved. But basically all we're doing is watching all of these people just on their trip. It doesn't cut in or involve really any other people that are staying at the hotel. They don't really add much in terms of staff. Uh, nothing really gets thrown into the mix. It's just like we're going to keep an eye on these like 12 people roughly and kind of watch how they intercut and interject with each other and watch how all these things unfold. And so I guess my point is like the show has no purpose outright other than to reveal who that dead body is. It doesn't really seem like it's building towards anything else uh there's not a ton of inner like i'm saying that they're they're intercut but like through like very loose things that don't seem like they'll connect so like something crazy must be about to happen in episode six and i'm like really anxious to know what it is but anyway the show is beautifully shot like it's hawaii it's incredible but like the quality of everything is great as well. Like everything is well lit, well acted, like blah, 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 blah. Good on the list of all technical stuff. That's all impeccable. Like it looks like a movie. Uh, the score is unbelievable, but it, it does this thing where it like makes you uneasy at all times. And then like still like nothing really happens, but it, I keep saying that like, it's a bad thing. The show is very entertaining. Jennifer Coolidge's character is pretty annoying. And I kind of just wait for her to be off screen. All the time because I have no interest. The concierge guy is unbelievably talented and it goes way off the rails in ways that you wouldn't expect with him. Um, And it's weird. It's like a fusion of all these things. Like it's got a little bit of Sarah Marshall. Right. Like, oh, the staff likes to be, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're playful and fucking around and kind of interacting with the people. And like in that waiting esque way, like, you know. You can't just be a dick to people who are serving you and then you get what you want. Like, they're going to fuck with you. So there's a little bit of that element and also just like, oh, people who work customer service are fucked up people typically or like, you know what I mean, at least financially. So they're going to be different. You get the gist. (sighs) Excuse me. And at the same time, it's kind of like, like the guy is kind of like the Grand Budapest Hotel guy. But like in the Forgetting Sarah Marshall universe and like that's the crossover. He's It's just a very like, the show is very familiar, but it's also like not quite like anything at the same time. It's very strange, like... I can't explain the quality, which I think is exactly what they're going for. Like, there's just something weird about it. Because it just doesn't seem like it has a purpose so far. Right? Like, I don't know. Is it just to go on vacation with these people? It can't be. And, like, the the family is a rich family, but the kids are obviously woke because they're in college. So they keep talking about all this bullshit. And frankly, every time the parents shut them down, I agree with the parents other than this one time when Steve Zahn is straight up like, we are the chosen. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That part's weird. And it's like, okay, well, you're definitely off on that. But the mom is basically always like, you guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah. Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I just can't pinpoint it. But the music definitely adds something to that. I think that that's what does it the most, frankly. Because if this was just like, like an easy breezy regular comedy show, then it wouldn't work. Because it is mostly trying to play for laughs. But it just has this like ominous, like tribal music. Which I don't know if is like native Hawaiian or anything like that. I couldn't tell you. But whatever they're doing in the score, it's fucking effective. And just like the visual tone like fits in with that. Um, but I'm very excited to see what happens. I will be talking about episode six one way or the other. I can tell you that much going forward. Uh, so tune in next week, baby. <laughs> So I, I don't know. We'll, then we'll see if season two, however that can shake up. I don't know. But that's exciting news. On another note from HBO, um, I watched that Woodstock 99 documentary. And overall, like, I don't know. It was good, but it was a weirdly woke documentary, which I didn't expect in some aspects that wasn't a bad thing, but in most aspects it was. So basically it starts off as like, and especially because Bill Simmons was behind it, that typically means like, Oh, this will be good. And I I don't want to say unbiased. He's like notoriously a biased journalist, which I think is somewhat interesting and good, at least, you know, in his realm. But, this thing so Woodstock 99 was a disaster there's no doubt about that there's no denying that and they turned it into this like they wanted to make it like a white supremacist festival like the documentary did and it just kind of wasn't that like I don't know they booked all the most popular bands in America that were they were fucking rock and metal acts and you held it in upstate New York. And also, like, <laughs> go, I mean, I guess I haven't seen the footage from Woodstock 69, but I bet most of the people there were white. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just pretty sure most people at the Hippie Festival were white. And then, like, they show footage of the other Woodstock from 94. I bet most of the people there were white, too. Because it was old 70s acts and then like fucking 90s hippie acts, which I don't even know what those are. But whatever, the people that they showed, I don't remember, I'm sorry. But either way, they're going to act like not most of the people in those crowds were white. It just doesn't make sense. And like they showed the DMX performance and they're like, DMX was great, but every time, but then like his song came on, my nuh. I didn't say it, but you know what I'm saying. And he held the mic out and everybody repeated it. And they're like, can you believe all these white people said the N word? And it's like, 
yeah, dude, do you not see the energy of this show? Like, he wanted them to do it. It wasn't like, he wasn't like race baiting them. You know what I mean? They wanted this to be like this complex issue. And I get it. It's not a good look. I'm not on these people's sides. But if you're trying to tell me like the performer is just like wants you to finish the line. Like he knew what he was doing. (laughs) He wanted all those white people to yell it. Because that's a crazy thing. That's a crazy power that he has had. And a wild position to be in. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then they're like DMX was the shit. This is back to the documentary. And they're like but everything else sucked. And it's like okay. Like, the documentary was basically like, fat. They, they presented it like, factually, new metal sucks. And while I agree that new metal sucks, that that's not what a documentary is. <laughs> you know? And they had this one chick they would cut to every time they wanted to be woke, right? So all the people in the documentary were like, the founders of Woodstock, who they presented as shitty people. In the documentary, they had no problem throwing them under the bus, and they were still involved with it. So that's an interesting thing. It probably was their fault, though, because I think the temperature of the place was out of their control, but the layout at this massive thing just made no sense. They're like, oh, it's at this Air Force base. It's brilliant. To me, that mean that means that like all those indoor things that they have would have been open, and they just weren't, and everything was too far away. And they did not have enough bathrooms and everybody was sliding around in mud, but it wasn't mud because there's no mud and it was just shit. See, that's a thing that I didn't know. Every time I watched the footage of that, it seems like everybody's throwing mud and it's like, oh, there was like a big storm. That's what I kept thinking happened. I, I mean, that was complete news to me and I don't know why that's not what's talked about. And whenever you see Woodstock 99, other than that, it's Green Day throwing the mud at the crowd and they're like, this is the downfall of Woodstock and blah, blah, blah. But they almost made it seem like the music acts were at fault too, like in previous things. So this documentary did do a great job of shining a lot of light on stuff. But anyway, they would also go to like people who were attendees at the festival, maybe some performers... I want to say definitely some performers were on there. And then this white lady, <laughs> like they would just cut to this white lady when they needed to make some really bold claim about a thing. Um, And the one thing, there was like a ton of like bad sex things happening. Totally valid to point all of that out. I'm not trying to be like, wow, they're just painting all of these innocent concert goers as villains like no definitely a bunch of scumbags were there and they did a lot of really terrible things to people and it sounds worse than you could imagine or than you would have thought i guess you definitely imagine it especially after you watch the documentary it's like jesus fucking christ um so i'm not talking that but it's just like they just wanted so hard for it to be this like terrible thing it's like i'm going to pitchfork in a couple weeks, most of the people there will be white too. It's an indie music. Like, you know what I mean? And then if I want to go to a hip-hop festival, most of the people there probably won't be white. <laughs> Would you imagine that? Should we call it a Black Panther meeting? Like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Not that a Black Panther meeting would be a bad thing. Ah, so you tried to get me on that one. I'm paying attention. Don't worry. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, why do we have to jump to these conclusions? Like, the thing is already crazy. You know what I mean? There's shit everywhere. People are lighting things on fire. 
Now, they try to do this thing where they're like, look at how expensive all the stuff is. It's like, yeah, I know what a music festival is. You know what I mean? Maybe Woodstock 99 was the first festival to charge a bunch for stuff, but that seems unlikely to me. I wouldn't know due to my age. But I'm just saying, like, that point of it is just like, can you believe they charged $3 for water? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't more. What are you talking about? They're like, they they allowed all of these broke college kids to come to their music festival and they didn't charge them cheap things. It's like, what world is this documentary living in <laughs> that they think, you know what I mean? Like everything should be affordable. Makes no sense. Now the crowds are absolutely insane and like. I don't know. They tried to spin the narrative of like Limp Biscuit should have been more aware and respectful. It's like, dude, their job is to go turn up. Why don't you guys get that? Like, again, just because you guys think they're bad, which they are, in my opinion as well, that doesn't make this like an objective documentary about how like they're evil. You know, and then one of the guys is like, we sent the red hot chili peppers out there to calm everybody down and they just didn't do it. It's like, well, yeah, (laughs) what the fuck? You know what I mean? But and then there's just like giant fires. I don't know. The whole thing is nuts. But it's just wild that they felt the need to spin it. In this wokeness thing. Like it was bad enough. You know what I mean? Because it was also just like very clear. Like they were using like a ton of footage and evidence and like information. And then they would just go into like pure speculation for like minutes at a time. And it's like, well, this is dumb. You know what I mean? And it would like kill them. It killed the momentum. It just made it more clunky. And it was just so clearly trying to pander to like what young people want to hear. Or so they think, or maybe they do. I don't fucking know, but it's not what I want. You know what I mean? Just tell me. It's like, especially after that, it's funny, because after that Bourdain doc, where they like do the opposite, they like condemn him for trying to be woke, which is also weird. And it was the worst part of the documentary, and it ruined it for me. It's like, why do we need to pick a side politically On things that have nothing to do with any of that information. You know what I mean? Give me a documentary about Woodstock 99. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. I'm so sick of it. (laughs) Like, nobody cares. Only he loves himself that much. Nobody else wants to hear about it. Like, fuck. It's just ridiculous. Can we stop? Like... I don't understand what changed, but it's terrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. Fuck. I really didn't pay attention to, like, anything that was going on until COVID, only the big headline. But, like, has this just been what it is? Because, fuck, I feel like I just woke up from, like, a long nap of news coverage. And just all of a sudden shit got crazy. I don't know. Like, it just seems like it's... The combative nature of the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any real valid point on that one, but. It's fucking annoying. It's ruining movies. This is why it's really making me mad. It's ruining shit that I would normally like. 
Why? I just don't get it. It doesn't accomplish anything. You know? Because it's just like, fuck, if you, if you say a thing that sounds great in a documentary and then someone's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and then they just, like, look up your shit and then you're done. And it's just like, all you did was try to pander in this documentary and now your life is ruined. And it's just like, none of this makes any sense or does anything of justice or substance or value to anyone. You know what I mean? And it's just weird because, like, they had this guy at the show, or I'm sorry, they had this guy who was at Woodstock 99, and then they reveal slowly that, like, his friend died there. And, like, you didn't really know it was building then. It was, like, an amazing documentary moment. And then you realize at the same time that, like, this documentary is calling this guy a shitty bro, racist, homophobe whatever just because he went like they literally spent a large chunk of time in this documentary trying to criticize any person that even wanted to go to this like that's how they made it sound like anybody here is college bro who's angry and it's just like dude so what (laughs) you know what i mean you can be in college and angry that's okay unless you're white and then you're a racist it's just like, no. And maybe that maybe that was a large point. You know what I mean? Who knows? I guess. But really just seems like a bunch of people wanted to go to a music festival. And that like the festival's poorly run nature is a big factor as to why it went so south. Like they showed video of the crowd being lit and being like, can you believe all these angry white young men? It's just like. Okay, man, yeah, there's a pit at a hardcore show. Are you surprised? It's just how it goes. You know what I mean? And, like, literally that has become the norm at hip-hop shows. You know what I mean? Playboy Cardi's asking for circle pits. (laughs) You know? Like, things have evolved in that nature, too. Like, and there's a bunch of white people at that show. uh, what's, What's the story there? Please tell me. Anyway. I don't know why I'm on white defense so hard. It does it doesn't sound good and I'm aware that it doesn't sound great. I don't know why I went from good to great. But either way, like I'm speaking in terms of I'm on the side of logic and reason no matter what. So, if that happens to be pro whitey or kill whitey, that's fine. I'm okay with being on either side of that fence when it is deserved. Now, that still doesn't sound good. That sounds worse, actually. (laughs) So strike that from the record, but you get my point. It's just like, I just want to watch a documentary that's about Woodstock 99, and I don't really care what your opinion is on what the attendees might have been like. Like, I I promise they weren't thinking about it either. (laughs) You know? They were a bunch of fucking idiots. And then they tried to throw Fight Club in there. Like, what does Fight Club have to do with this? Doesn't make any sense. It's a satire. It's a satire. (laughs) Fuck. It's wild that just because people don't get what Fight Club is, it automatically is condemned because, like, people are ignorant. It just doesn't... It's annoying. I was going to say it doesn't make sense. You You get it. Like, a lot of shit just doesn't make sense, and it's just not fair. It's not fair to be this in tune with what common sense is. 
because like no nobody follows any logic or rules or anything of any kind. Again, and I'm not like some rule follower over here. <laughs> I just mean like societally. Is that a word? Probably not. Man, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm the angry white man. Told another Woodstock. But yeah, it was sho- it's just shocking how little information there actually was. I never understood how why it was that bad. Because they'd be like, Woodstock 99, one of the biggest disasters in music history. And then they would just cut to Green Day throwing what I now know is feces back at the crowd. And it's like, oh, this is crazy. But then, like, yeah, people were just, like, bombing the stage with shit at all times. I've never seen crowds that big also. Like, just for a festival? Maybe Lala's are like that. Maybe Coachella's get like that. Bonnaroo? I don't know. But if there's that many people there, I don't even understand what's enjoyable about that. Like, for me, I don't want to... There's a lot of people who are down to just, like, hear live music. But if it's outside and you're, like, 10,000 feet away... It doesn't sound great. It doesn't really feel like you're near it even. You can't see them. So it's like, what are you getting out of Like, why did I spend money on this? You know? So, I mean, I would have been miserable there without quite. Most people should have been miserable there. And I don't know. The ignorance to not know that that's human shit, that doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Because wouldn't that smell like shit? I don't know. It's just weird. You know, they have the gathering of the Juggalos every single year. And they have to act like Woodstock 99 is this giant cult of white anger. It's like, uh, that literally exists already. (laughs) Which I think they said it started after, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what year the gathering started. It's not really the point. But, you you know, watch the documentary. You'll, You'll see what I'm saying. It's just like weird. It just like shifts. And then it'll shift out of it. And then it'll just go back. But it'll be like, oh, here's a narrative storyline where, like, we can tell you a thing that actually happened. And then it'll just switch. Like, oh, here's the white lady to speculate on more things and tell her that, tell us that she's better than us. It's like, who the fuck is this lady? You know what I mean? (laughs) She could have easily been there. I bet she was there. I would, somebody dig through that lady's Twitter, find out something terrible she did. (laughs) <laughs> fucking Jack Dorsey that dumb motherfucker what if Kanye like worked at the album as a living creative expression oh gee where'd you come up with that term Jack did you hear that somewhere fucking moron I'm so I'm still so angry my road rage is still kicked in haven't been driving for two fucking hours it's 100 degrees out here in Chicago AC's on but still a lot of misery a lot of misery going around. Uh, well, I'm going to wrap it. <laughs> this was a very, uh, about as loose as an episode could get, I would say. This was my Bill Burr episode, basically. How does it, how does it fit me? How do I sound? Just being angry. Hope I sound good. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't really know what else to tell you. It's already happened. We'll see you in episode 70. Be a little more calm. Maybe I'll have a plan. We'll talk White Lotus episode 6. Maybe more current events. Who knows? Uh 
what else do we got? That's it, I think. So just remember to rate, review, subscribe to this show. Check out the merch off at bigcartel.com. It's all linked in the description below. Multiplex, Wolfax, we got music for you to listen to. More stuff for your ears. I feel like I had one other thing I wanted to say, but it's slipping my mind. That's okay. So we'll get you out of here on this. I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.